You're now listening to the Real Estate CPA Podcast. Your source for all things real estate, accounting, and tax. Here we reveal our secrets that can save you thousands in taxes, streamline your accounting process, and help grow your business. Stay tuned to hear insightful interviews with industry experts, successful real estate investors, and current clients on what strategies they use to grow their business and how they steer clear of Uncle Sam. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Real Estate CPA Podcast. Today, we're back to talk about another update with the Build Back Better Act. Yes, indeed. So um, Thursday, last Thursday, the 18th, 11-18, the House was expected to vote on the Build Back Better Act, but was blocked in the afternoon by Kevin McCarthy, who gave a record-breaking eight hours and 33-minute speech I believe that he yielded the podium, the stand at like 5.30 a.m. in the morning on Friday. So um, <laughs> what are you even talking about for eight hours and 33 minutes? I can't even talk for like an hour straight. I, I don't know. And imagine, I don't know if he winged it or he planned that out. Because I mean, to plan out a speech for eight hours and 33 minutes, that's got to take a lot of planning. So I have to imagine he he improvised, but I, I just can't see what he'd be saying for eight hours and 33 minutes. He must have just been spewing spewing stuff just to stall it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think the, the speech is actually public if you have eight hours and 33 minutes to go and, uh, and go watch it. But apparently it was Republican talking points. It was about, I think it was like his kind of way to position himself as, I don't really understand how it works, but some leader in the future of the, of the Republican house. The minority um, so he was like hitting like on that. some, yeah. Hitting on some talking points and, putting the Democrats down, but apparently like Democrats are live tweeting it and jeering him and Republicans were cheering. And (laughs) it's just like eight hours and 33 minutes, man. I mean, look, regardless of what side you're on, uh, because I think Nancy Pelosi did this well back in 2018. So she had the prior record in 2018 for speaking for just over eight hours. And look, I I don't, I don't care what side of the fence you're on here. Speaking for Speaking for eight hours is incredible. Like that that's incredible. I mean, th- think about that. That's going from you go into work, you clock in, and you have to start talking, and you're not allowed to stop talking until you clock out at 5 p.m. I mean, that's like yeah, it's it's insane. That's a lot, man. That that's a lot. Yeah. But, but, uh, you know, but anyway. Oh, you're gonna hear next though. You're gonna hear next that there's gonna be someone who spoke for eight hours and fifty-four minutes or something like that. Cause now <laughs> someone's gonna have to beat that record and it's just gonna become like a yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, it's wild. Uh long longest speech in modern history, apparently. So what that speech did is it delayed the House Build Back Better plan vote from Thursday evening to Friday morning. So Friday, uh, November 19th, the House voted on the Build Back Better plan. They did pass the Build Back Better plan. And so now it goes to the Senate for a review and vote. Now, there's a couple of issues with, with well, the, the main issue, I should say, is that the, uh, the, the CBO, and what is the CBO, Tom? It's the Congressional Budget Office. Congressional Budget Office estimates that the Build Back Better plan is actually going to add $160 billion to the deficit. So the original proposal by the House was that there was not going to be any sort of deficit ad. And that's what Manchin and Cinema said, cool, well, we'll sign on if that's going to be the case. But we want the CBO to mark this up. 
to double check and confirm that there's not, we're not going to add to the deficit. Um, so they were on board as long as it didn't add to the deficit, but the CBO just came out and said, it does add $160 billion to the deficit. And the main issue was the estimate on how much collections, how much revenue is going to be generated from the increase in IRS enforcement. So the house is overestimating maybe, and the CBO is maybe underestimating. Nobody's really sure what the revenue collection is actually going to look like. So these are just estimates, but because the CBO is coming out and saying that it's going to add 160 billion to the deficit, it's unlikely that Mansion and Cinema are going to sign on without making any uh, any changes or amendments. So over the next couple of weeks, we would expect to see changes and amendments to the Build Back Better plan. We would expect to see it passed back to the House for another reconsideration and vote. Once the House votes on it again, they'll pass it back up to the Senate for another vote. The Senate has 50 Democrats. That's all they need for a budget reconciliation vote. The reason that they only need 50 is because there's no filibuster for budget reconciliation. So the filibuster requires 60 senators to vote to stop the filibuster. A filibuster is an eight and a half hour speech type of thing, right? So a filibuster is a, is a defense to block voting on legislation. And as long as you can keep talking, then you take up floor time and nobody can vote. But you need 60 senators to vote to stop the filibuster. Well, with the budget reconciliation process, there is no filibuster. So you only need a majority, 50 uh, Democrats uh, or 50 senators. And then the vice president would come in and do a tiebreaker. So that's what they're hoping for. So once they make changes to the Build Back Better plan or act, they'll kick it back to the House. The House will re-vote on it, kick it back up to the Senate. Senate will vote on it. They'll get all 50 senators to sign. And then Vice President Kamala Harris will come in with the tie-breaking vote and send it to President Biden's desk to then sign it into law. I would expect all this to happen within the next two to four weeks. So I think within the next two to four weeks, we're going to see either one of two things. We're going to see Manchin and Cinema kill the deal, <laughs> just totally kill it. Uh, and, and they might do that by saying, you know, this is too much. It's going to add to inflation. It's going to hurt our economy. It's too much social spending. The CBO is estimating something that's wildly different than what the House was estimating. So we don't want to do it. We want to wait. We want it to be bipartisan. You know, whatever the the reason's going to be, they're going to they could just totally kill it and kick it down the road to next year to vote on after everybody goes through primaries again and House congressmen and women and everybody gets changed up. Or or they pass it all within the next two to four weeks. So my expectation would be that probably by December 15th at this point, we'll know for sure if this thing's going into law this year or not, but no real changes. I mean, do you want to run through a summary of what's in it? Just a two minute summary. I mean, we, we, we covered it on our last podcast pretty well. So if you want the detail version, go to last week's podcast, but this week's podcast can be relatively short because not a whole lot of changes other than the eight and a half hour speech and then kicking it up to the Senate for a vote. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we could do that. I mean, I think that there is a few a few things that are going to be important to know if you're an investor out there. And I think you know the big one, one of the big ones is the twelve thousand five hundred dollar vehicle credit. It's not really for investors; it's pretty much for anybody. But it's going to be a big one nonetheless. Uh, it's the twelve thousand five hundred dollar vehicle credit. If you buy a new vehicle, a new electric vehicle that meets certain requirements, we go through those requirements in greater detail in that in that prior podcast. We also have 30% credit for 
commercial vehicles, commercial electric vehicles that uh, meet certain requirements as well. So, I mean, those are there. Obviously, they want to push clean energy. There's also then the residential energy credit, 30% credit on residential. Basically, the credits for energy efficient property, which can include solar, electric, water, uh, fuel cell, or wind energy, or also geothermal heat pumps. Um, and that's a, a 30% credit for el- eligible expenditures through the end of 2031. So essentially the next 10 years. And then the credit phases out uh, to 26% 2032 and then 22% 2033. Yep. And then um, we have the salt tax deduction being increased from 10,000 to 72,500. You know, I keep seeing articles about the an $80,000 cap, like the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, all these uh, Forbes even was putting out these articles about this $80,000 cap. And I was like looking in the actual bill text because I mean, I was looking at the summary originally and it said 72,500. So then I went to the bill text and I double checked it yesterday evening, yesterday being Friday, it still says 72,500. So I don't know where they're getting their numbers. from. And they could just be rounding it up, you know, <laughs> sensationalizing it a little bit. Um, True. True. Yeah. yeah I guess um, 80,000 looks better than 72.5, but it's also a lie. So <laughs> yeah, probably grabs more headlines to say it's an $80,000, you know, it's 80, you know, they're raising the cap to $80,000. More people are going to be like, Oh my God. You know, then people are yeah. just say 72.5, but I don't know. Yeah. It's just not hard to find this information. That's what's like a little weird about it. I, anybody can go find this information, by the way. Like if you want to see a summary by summary breakdown. Well, one, you can go to our content website, taxmartinvestors.com. Uh, I put out an article yesterday, Friday, uh, eleven nineteen, on an updated what's in the Build Back Better plan. It is gated, so you do have to subscribe. And I would love for you to subscribe. But I, I just took the summary of the house rules and just kind of put it all in there. But but if you want to see the, the entire bill text in the entire summary, just Google house rules and the first like one or two things that are going to pop up is the house rules committee you click on it and right there on the first page they're going to have like the build back better plan you click into that and then you can like select yeah i want to get a pdf of the bill text all 2300 pages or however long it is and then i want to get the 180 page summary and so you can you can go find this information that that's what's like surprising about it it's not hard it's not like it's some of this stuff could be hard to find, but this is not hard to find. So it's just kind of, where are they getting $80,000 from? But anyway, $80,000, uh, modification of wash sale rules on cryptocurrency. And we've got a, an, a surtax on high income individuals. You got to be earning a lot of money. So $10 million and $25 million. So unfortunately, Tom, you're, we were joking that your income is going to be uh, extra taxed. <laughs> Bummer. Bummer. Share some of that with me, man. I'm mean, about to flee the States, dude. I'm about to go live in another country or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And then we've got the elimination of the backdoor Roth IRA strategy. So all that's still in there. All of that was advanced to the Senate. Uh, and and uh, that backdoor Roth IRA strategy will, the, the elimination of it will kick in starting January 1st, 2022. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's uh, a bummer. The backdoor Roth was a, was a was an awesome strategy, but uh, hate to see it go. I guess they just don't want, uh, they want people paying their taxes in the future, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course we've got the the big elephant in the room, which is the $45 billion being allocated to the IRS. You know, I, I was looking at their budgets, the IRS budgets, cause I was trying to figure out what is 45 billion relatively speaking for the IRS. And 
their expenditures, uh, I believe in 2020, were like 14 billion. Wow. So that's a yeah. lot of money. And then I was reading a report saying that the this increase was supposed to get us to 2010 audit rates. 2010 audit rates are like four times as high as what they are today. So when we're, I think it's four times, but I could be lying. So <laughs> don't, it, it was pretty significant. Uh, I think it was like, yeah, I actually don't know. I, I could be lying. It was three or four times higher. So somewhere, somewhere in there, which I know is a pretty significant variance. <laughs> but um, yeah. regardless, a significant increase in audits coming down the pipeline. So prepare yourselves, prepare yourselves. What's that? What's that meme? Um, remember that meme from a long time ago? It was like, 2010, 2011, hide your kids, hide your wife. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, hide your kids, hide your wealth because the the IRS is coming for you. Hide your kids, hide your wealth. Yeah, and there's also the other one, brace yourself, winter is coming, brace yourself, the IRS is coming. (laughs) Oh man, I'm so sad that they killed off Ned Stark. That was the, that was like the saddest, you haven't seen Game of Thrones, have you? I've dabbled with it, I haven't really watched it. I just gave you the biggest spoiler of mankind. I can't believe I just did that. And everybody else that's listening that hasn't listened to Game of Thrones, you know what? Okay, if you haven't listened to Game of Thrones, you need to skip probably the next 30 seconds, all right? One, two, three. Look, they killed off Ned Stark. I was shocked that they killed off. I've never watched a show where they kill the most beloved main character in the first season unexpectedly. You know, even when he's like going up to the execution stand, you still think he's going to get out of it somehow. And then he doesn't. And you're like, oh, my God. And then his daughter watches it. Oh, such a sad, sad scene but winter's coming guys winter in in, you know winters being the irs is coming yeah (laughs) for your gold so uh so prepare (laughs) prepare now (laughs) they're coming for your bitcoin too they're coming for your bitcoin oh no (laughs) oh you're not gonna be able to hide stuff yo like it's it's seriously it's uh you gotta watch out you gotta watch out uh, but yeah, they, they also have, a, a, they're also making permanent the excess business loss limitations. So anybody out there who's, you know, trying to duck massive losses against their ordinary income, especially if you're W2 income, you're, you're going to be capped at 500,000. Now that is adjusted for inflation, but there's still going to be a cap in there. And that that's unfortunate to see if they made it permanent, but it was in place, I think until 2026 anyway. So not really any effect on the immediate future, but they just, they just kind of made that indefinite. So yeah. yeah. I mean, look like that. That's pretty much today's episode. We we are going to be running webinars on the Build Back Better plan as soon as it's finalized. And if you want early access to it, you need to be a subscriber at TaxSmartInvestors.com. So if you want to uh, to get in on the action early, as soon as we have the full picture, the full scope, just go to TaxSmartInvestors.com. You need to subscribe to the Plus or the Pro plan because those are the people that are in our insider group and they are the ones that are going to get early access to everything as well as our clients at the real estate CPA. Now, before we leave you, I did actually want to bring up that we were recently named a top 10 multifamily podcast. Did you know that? Really? It's, yeah. No, it's, this is the first time I'm learning about it. Um, that's <clears throat> exciting. Yeah, man. Yeah. We were recently named one of the top 10 real estate investing are one of the top 10 multifamily podcasts because we keep it interesting. But whenever they do this, they always say me and they don't, they don't even give you credit, Tom. Like you're, you are, I don't, I don't think that people understand that this show would not exist if it wasn't for Tom Costelli. Seriously. Thank you. When I started this show, I think I started it back in 
2015 or 2016, I understood that podcasting was powerful, but I had so much going on that I would put out episodes like sporadically. So if you ever go back and listen to our earlier episodes, you can see the the release dates and they're like all over the place. And then Tom came on board and he was like, look, podcasting is going to be our next level thing. It's going to be the thing that sets us apart. We have to do it. We have to do it consistently. One episode a week, you got to commit to it. And, uh, and he's grown our podcasts from essentially like, I think where I had it was 4,000 subscribers or 4,000 downloads a month to last month we had uh, almost 80. Do we cross 80? We, I think we, all, do we? almost 80,000 downloads <laughs> last month. I mean, Honestly, it's incredible, man. I, I was like shocked looking at the stats. So Tom Costelli, folks, if, if you're going to name us a top podcast in the future, you got to give Tom Costelli credit. This guy is uh, is the reason for for our existence right now and the reason that we keep putting out good content. So he, he, keep, he keeps me... What's the, what's the term? What's, keep, what's the kosher term? He keeps my butt to the fire. Yeah. Uh, keeps, make keeps sure that I'm getting the fire. Down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah no, but I, we were, it was, it was uh, Invictus Capital by Anthony Vecino. And we were on there with Yona Weiss and his podcast and uh, Joe Fairless and all those guys. Oh, Jake and Gino too. They were named. So pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's, it's, it's exciting to see this thing grow. We crossed a million listen threshold and we're keeping going. So excited to keep putting out podcasts. We've only missed three episodes or two episodes. And that was both Christmas break, uh, two years in a row. And, uh, there's going to be another break for Christmas. So that'll be the, <laughs> the traditional missed episode every year, but it's okay. We'll keep going. Can't, can't believe that we missed Christmas. Uh, what a shame. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, we, we, we hit 1 million earlier this year. We're already, uh, we're already $300,000 over. So we're at like 1.3 million total listens, which is really cool. And last month we had 78,000. So we had 78, so we haven't crossed the 80,000 listeners yet. But uh, but we hit seventy eight thousand last month, which is awesome, awesome. So, yeah, hats off to Tom, guys. Hats off to Tom. But that's it. That's all I got for you today. Short and sweet, simple. We'll keep you posted on legislation. Uh, make sure that you sign up for our newsletter and join our Facebook group, Tax Smart Real Estate Investors Facebook group. That's Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/TaxSmartInvestors. We're keeping everybody uh, updated on legislation in that group as well. Yep. So we'll, we'll catch you over there, but uh, we're tuning out for now. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also email us at contact at therealestatecpa.com with any feedback or topic suggestions. We are always taking on new clients and with the new tax laws in play, you really don't want to navigate this alone. Let us help you save money on taxes and with your accounting and CFO needs. To become a client, navigate to our client page at therealestatecpa.com and fill out a web form with as much detail about your situation as possible. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week.